0: You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network.
1: This is 80's Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel San Angelo and Trey Harris. I'm the leader of this squad. So listen up. He said Dracula knows we're here. So let's just try to find the amulet. And get the hell out of here. <coughs> oh, no! Kick him in the narts! Kick him in the Nard! Do it! Do it! <coughs> Wolfman's got narts! Come on! Come on!
0: Helpful advice if you are ever encounter a wolfman in the wild. Kick them in the nards. Welcome back, everybody, to another Blast from the Past with 80s Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. And the other, Daniel San Angela. And with us, as always, is our producer, Jesse. Yes, I am. And this week, we're starting our Halloween coverage with The Monster Squad, the 1987 epic. Basically, The Goonies, mixed with Van Helsing before Van Helsing was even made. Classic monsters, kids fight them. Epicness ensues.
2: Aren't they remaking Van Helsing?
0: I don't know. I heard about they're like redoing it maybe with a different actor or yeah. something I heard. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean Let's talk about a better movie with all the monsters <laughs> in it. That being The Monster Squad. Released on August 14th, 1987. Actually, it released the same day as the Kevin Costner classic No Way Out. And the uh, Patrick, what's his name from Grey's Anatomy and Transformers 3. Dempsey. Dempsey classic. Can't buy me love. Oh, I didn't even know. And unfortunately, something. The Monster Squad didn't perform very well. Uh, for a variety of reasons, it had a budget of twelve million. Its opening weekend was one point nine. Ow. Its gross was three point seven. So this classic movie, one of my favorite horror movies as a child, was a bomb—a really, really big was- box office was bomb. The bomb. To me, it was. <laughs> 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 that was nicely put. Hey, man. It- <laughs> Jake, what are you doing here? <laughs> Jake. That'll be a sound cliff. we have. Well, you ain't seen the movie. So we know Going we're back to last me. week, guys. Yeah, Jaws or a Okay, we're done with that. <laughs> but yeah, this movie did really, really bad at the box office. Uh, and for a variety of reasons. For one, for one example, it opened on August 14th. Uh, the week before, it had some competition already in the theaters in advance of it, being the Masters of the Universe movie with Dolph Lundgren. Another great 80s classic, which will be on this podcast eventually. One of my favorites. And then again, it opened a week after that. And having to compete with No Way Out and Can't Buy Me Love. You know, this is kind of a kid's movie, really kind of an odd genre, so to speak. Uh, very much akin to the Goonies. And then the week after it, Daniel, a movie very close to your heart opened on August 21st, 1987. Would you care to gander at what movie I'm referring to? Karate Kid Part 2? No, we've done it on the podcast. I'll give you the hint. Wow. 1987.
2: Oh. No, I'm just guessing. Uh,
0: damn. You, you would have had the time of your life. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you saw this book. That would
2: be uh, clean, clean, dirty
0: <laughs> things. Exactly. So clean this movie opened kind of standing. at a really bad time. <clears throat> for it to, you know, it, I mean, it still did piss poor. It didn't even make its budget back. Uh, but I mean, it did open at a very terrible time. Yeah. So that's that's one reason. I definitely don't think it's because the movie sucked. I think it was great, which we'll get into in just a few seconds. But uh, IMDb gives it a 7.0. I guess Daniel must have had some input on. The- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ron Tomatoes gives it, <laughs> Ron Tomatoes gives it a 53%, so there's a pretty stark difference there, uh, I'd say. It was directed by Fred Decker, and I kind of I have a mixed opinion of him. He did two really great movies that I love, great 80s movies, and one really bad movie. Uh, the really bad movie is RoboCop 3, which, honestly, though, according to what we're seeing for the remake, the remake might make RoboCop 3 look like you know, Citizen Kane. Depending on how stupid and far out the story goes, but mm. that's that's to be seen. But he also directed the original House and also Night of the Creeps, which is a very uh, it's another cult movie from the '80s about some uh, I don't know if you ever saw Sliver with Nathan Fillion nope. with little like space worms like jumping people's mouths and take them over. No, nope. it's very similar to the story Night of the Creeps, same kind of situation, but it's a typical '80s bad dialogue, really cheesy James Gunn movie. Yeah, super awesome. Side note, he's. Directing Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. It was written by both Fred Decker and Shane Black, who we know Shane Black from this podcast because, or I mentioned him because he was uh, he wrote something one of the previous movies. I'm a complete. Uh, Look
2: him up. Might have to. That's but fine, anyway, dumb and
0: dumb but he <laughs> right, no, uh, I reference him because he wrote <laughs> Lethal Weapon one and two, and that's what kind of put him on the map. He also wrote The Last Boy Scout. He was also Hawkins and Predator.
2: Remember, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking of. There was a podcast.
0: One of the podcasts I mentioned how I knew he was. He was one of the characters in Predator, but he was Hawkins. Yeah, the the one hanging from the tree got skinned alive. Uh, But I've uh, seen
2: Predator. It's been so damn long. Oh, it's coming Mm -hmm.
0: up, my friend, (laughs) on our 25th extravaganza. This is our 20th episode, by the way. So congratulations, 20 episodes is a lot. (laughs) I feel since it seems like just yesterday we first sat seems in these seats. Like
2: only yesterday we started.
0: <laughs> you know what that's from. Save Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were asking the question to me, not the listeners. If you know what it's from, send us an email at 80 at gmail.com. It doesn't start with save. Yeah, don't forget forget I said that. All anyway. Right. Yeah, but uh Shane Black uh covered up with Fred Decker and like I said he's he was ve- he's a very prolific 80s movie writer as in Lethal Weapon 1 and 2. So we kind of set the... Dana's you know, just dancing no, this no, music. No, you know
2: how we go off on a tangent? Yeah. It, it like Spurs one? Go ahead. Why don't we do 80s Revisited and TV shows? I plan like on Saved it. Saved by the Bell.
0: I wanted to do it, space them out. Why didn't you surprise me with that? I was when we there actually no did it. Have of any idea. Fine, like fine. We're doing it like later, like around the 30s or somewhere around there.
2: <laughs> 2030s?
0: No. <laughs> what? <laughs> How'd you get that out of that? I no but I, I mean I, that is one I, mean, I did plan yeah. to do because we, we already covered the video games so yeah. I like to do maybe a music and a. But break be up the series movie that stuff it started in the 80s because yeah say by the Bell did yeah. the first season was I think in 89 or Miss Bliss was in 89 or in 88 oh I thought it was a little bit earlier it might have been I, I, I'm pretty sure the first season man, of Say by Bat- the Bell was 89 Max Patano dude <laughs> was the shit <laughs> and there is a Say by the Bell connection to this movie which I'll get to in just a minute Ooh, I gotta try to. F- it has nothing to do with the acting well it does Get, okay, here's the Ooh. someone from Say by the Bell had a oh, bit part in this movie, but it was I, cut.
2: Okay, I read that. Never mind. All I right,
0: now onto the cast. Uh, Andre Goer <laughs> played Sean. He uh, had a bit part in Mr. Belvedere, Bell a great '80s TV show. Yeah. I don't know if you watched that one. And also, uh, he was uh, had a bit he was a played. A, he was a child actor in Young and the Restless on TV. Uh, mm-hmm. Robbie Kiger mm-hmm. played Patrick, mm-hmm. Sean's friend. He was also in Children of the Corn, an '80s Stephen King classic. Uh, Stephen Mocked uh, was Sean's dad, Dell. Uh, he was from Knots Landing, and also the another Stephen King alumni from the film Graveyard Shift, with the giant rats, I believe, was in that one. <laughs> anyway, I only saw it once, a long time ago. And then Duncan Rieger played Dracula, my favorite character in the film. Uh, he was also he also played in the television series Zorro. He was Zorro. So this dude played Dracula and Zorro. <laughs> I like to see I like to see him they have, him have Dracula meet Zorro, and he played both characters. <laughs>
2: That's
0: where he like fights himself. They Did a
2: little screen half thing. Or yeah, that,
0: I mean. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Back from the early 90s stuff. Uh, Tom Noonan played Frankenstein. Uh, he was also in Heat and Last Action Hero. And he does he does a lot of TV, too. He was, like, in Babylon 5 and some other stuff. Uh, tons of TV, mainly, is where he prospered. And then uh, Brent Chalem played Horace. He was also in the 80s TV classic, again, Punky Brewster. And then Ryan Lambert played Rudy, the supposed badass of the group. Uh, his acting credit previously was the Disney Channel classic Kids Incorporated, along with Fergie. I remember that... Oh. Uh, Little theme song. Kids
1: Incor- Incorporated.
2: K-I-D-S-O.
1: I S. O.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I liked how you know how they jumped up and they turned into a letter. <laughs> for, like the kids part. Yeah. That show was so dumb. The only reason I watched that is because when I got off of school I had Disney Channel when I was when that was airing and it came something came on before it that I liked. I don't remember the show that came on before it. But it was that show that I can't remember, then Kids Incorporated, then the Mickey Mouse Club. And I like the Mickey Mouse Club, the new Mickey Mouse Club, because there was this chick on there, the here called Tiffany Hale, I had the biggest crush on her hmm. when I was a kid. She was like, you know, at that time, like, oh, she's so hot.
2: I was the more Nickelodeon one. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: I loved Wild and Crazy Kids. Oh, hell yeah. What Wild and Crazy, What Wild and Crazy Omar Gooding. Kids. Yeah. He's my least favorite. No, said no, the that's things. the only one I remember. I don't remember. I remember the Stephanie white kid and the chick was maybe? pretty cute. Yeah. They had two yeah. different chicks though. I think they had a blonde and a brunette. The brunette one was a cute one.
2: Yeah, but not. Yeah, they weren't on the same time. Yeah, right? yeah. And guts was awesome. Double
0: Dare. What no, would Double you do? Oh. Double Dare without question. Yeah. Oops oh, sorry to step on your foot. Oh, there's Tiffany. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope that's not her right <laughs> in that one picture because she didn't age too well. Yeah, she was, was hot with in the eighties. Eye like that?
2: Tiffany with an eye?
0: Yeah, that's her in that first picture on Google. Yep, she's an well. Yeah, she didn't age well. Yeah, so I'm glad I don't still have a crush on her. Back then, she <laughs> was cute. Very cute. Gotcha. I enjoyed watching her pop in and go, Tiffany!
2: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump in and say
0: their name. I got you. And like, there was a, Oh, no, man, that's another topic. We'll talk about on the TV show episode that we're eventually going to do now, which we're going to do anyway. Yeah. But uh, let's see, where would I leave off? Uh, Ryan Lambert. Uh, and then Leonardo Semino was the creepy old German guy. Uh, I mainly remember him from the uh, '80s television show V, the miniseries, which was absolutely epic and one of my favorite like TV miniseries of all time. Which they actually remade recently with the reason well. take a V, yeah. which uh, but the original was so epic. It had Mark Singer, the Beastmaster, which was <laughs> another reason I loved it so much because I, I love he's such a awesome I like I love him. He's a great actor. Um, I hope he's still alive. Yeah, Rip Torm Yeah, you know, Beastmaster. Yeah,
2: and it tore my heart with them. Oh, being,
0: with his drunk pick, <laughs> huh? Wait, what are you talking about?
2: No, the ferrets. Oh, the yeah.
0: God, I know. Kodo Well, which one? I don't remember which one died. I think it was Kodo Poto was, lived. That was sad. But at least the babies, you know, they had the babies. Yeah. That is always sad when that, when that ferret dies. After they save his life. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, But he sacrificed his life to save him again. And we'll be doing The Beastmaster on here, too. So I'm really excited to do that one because I love that movie. And anyway, uh, but Leonardo Cimino, <laughs> uh, he was also in Dune, uh, a David Lynch 80s classic as well, and also Kevin Costner of Waterworld. I remember him in that. He, oh, no, he's one of the old dudes, which he's always an old dude in a movie anyway. But uh, he did unfortunately pass away in 20. Uh, actually, this year, he passed away on March uh, 3rd this year. So mm-hmm. rest in peace, Leonardo. You left your mark. Mm-hmm. Oh, that wasn't sarcastic. It kind of sounded a little like, eh, yeah, you left your mark. No, but I, you will be missed, put it to you that way. <laughs> and then Mary Ellen Trainer played uh, Sean's mom, Emily. She was also in The Goonies, which you haven't seen. She's also the reporter in Die Hard, and she was also in Scrooge. So. She's been in some great 80s movies that we we're going to cover on this podcast, two of which will be our Christmas movies. Oh. So, for our Christmas season, and then uh, the effects in this movie, extremely well done in my opinion, by Stan, the great Stan Winston, which we mentioned on Terminator episode, and Aliens, and he also uh, did the effects and directed the 80s classic with Lance Henriksen, Pumpkin Head. So, Daniel, we watched this over at my house, we got to watch the Blu-ray. It was the first time you've ever seen this movie, correct? Yeah. All right, Daniel Santangelo, it, really. what did you think of The Monster Squad?
2: I thought it was pretty good. I and mean, this would have definitely been a movie that would have been really high on my list if I saw it when I was little. Awesome, that you know? <laughs> oh, My heart, my heart just
0: grew ten times its normal size.
2: I mean, seeing it now it was good. I mean, mm-hmm. It was not one that I would go watch, yeah, you know, all the time by any means, but. Um, Creature from the Black Lagoon would have scared me when I was. Oh yeah, there. I think still yeah.
0: today, like that's a that's, that's a scary ones, creature. Yeah. yeah, they did a good job with that. Definitely, the, and of course, Stan Winston, the late wolf great wolf Stan Winston, uh,
2: and his pants and stuff. I immediately thought of Teen Wolf for some reason. <laughs> he looks scarier than Teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: oh, Drac- look at this color picture of Creature from the Black Lagoon. We just Googled it, yeah. and like, look, look, it's like he's wearing lipstick. <laughs> Maybe oh, it was the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's the there's the merman, awesome, awesome design. Yeah. Right there he yeah. looks very speaking of uh Master of the Universe, we even a week before this, which you haven't seen yet, but there's a creature that looks sort of similar to the merman from this movie, but not nowhere near as good as this thing looks from the monster squad, uh which of course we get the master of the universe eventually um
2: Dracula was awesome, mm-hmm. I even liked Frankenstein, I thought yeah, it was really it was, good.
0: It was, I like that yeah. angle that he was like the you know the good one
2: the kids were it wasn't like an <laughs> annoying kid that I hated, yeah, they didn't have one of those in there, so i. It was a likable movie, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think, and
0: this film really draws strong comparisons to the Goonies, which you haven't seen. Well, I have but to watch
2: that, and then once we see that, I can tell you which one I like more. Yeah, but uh, yeah.
0: I mean, the thing the Goonies has over this one, I like the plot of this movie better because it's something that seems feasible. I mean, not not feasible, but more <laughs> logical. Like, we don't all live near a coastal t- excuse me a coastal town where we might find pirate. You know, yeah. You know, it's more okay. It's not more feasible. But I it's was going to say. <laughs> It's more you're, if you don't live near the coast. It's more likely that Dracula is going to drop Frankenstein and oh, I mean, all well, that maybe, on top of you. Maybe it's more feasible be for airdrop. kids'
2: imagine, like a kid's imagination. There you go. It's probably unlikely like that anyone would live near a coast,
0: but <laughs> 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 the possibility of Dracula flying over and dropping coffins <laughs> on you with these legendary monsters in it is way more possible than I'd living in a beach 10 to town. 1, Ten to one. <laughs> well, see the beach town. You you have several high possibilities. You have the high possibility of pirate treasure. A la The Goonies. You also have a high propensity to shark attack. Yeah. And it's in four movies. Re- I mean, two <laughs> movies recently did could lead to. And then if you live in a big city, you have a high propensity to have to deal with a man who dresses up like a bat. So there's... Whatever. <laughs> yeah. right. Anyway, this is something that I always wish would happen to me as a kid. Like, oh, it'd be so awesome if this really happened. Kind of what you were saying, Jesse, is what I was yeah. getting at. But not worded as eloquently and simple as you put it. So... All
1: right. Thanks.
0: <laughs> But, uh, again, like like you said, I saw this movie when I was a kid. I saw it at the theater. I saw this movie at the same theater that I saw Willow in. Oh, nice. Uh, Essen, I mean, not Essen, it was uh, over there by Marche there was a little, again, yeah. lo- if you're local, you'll know what we're talking about, but uh, there was a second little theater, almost, uh Behind that, where the I, Dollar Tree is. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I forget the, I think, it, I thought it was Six, but I don't, Cinema Six, but I don't remember. That's for people around here. I don't remember. But uh, I think you might have, not even, when well, you were born, but before you were cognizant, I think they, change it to something else I mean it was only like a three screen four screen theater I saw uh, Nightmare Before Christmas there awesome that was the last one I remember seeing there
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah but uh, I truly mm-hmm. love this
0: movie it's just I love I think the thing that w- what I was getting at in my original topic before I got on several tangents there uh, is that the thing that the Goonies has over this is that the kid actors are really good in the Goonies and it's a little more focused <laughs> on them or I think this one balances a lot between the uh, kids and the monsters between like you know what Dracula's trying to do and then the, the parent angle and all that as well uh, because I mean, you look at the kids in this movie; they all did TV mainly. Mm-hmm. Whereas you look at the people that play in the Goonies, uh, Sean Astin. Uh, oh shoot, I just saw That's him in the Black Three. Just Sean Astin. No, uh, oh, oh God, Rowland, no Josh Rowland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and the oh, I forgot that I can't remember the Asian kid's name, but he's also in Temple of Doom, Short Round. Uh, but you had a lot of good actors in the Goonies, like a lot, and that went on to you know be more. Uh, relevant in film as well, more so than TV, so. Uh, but again, the, the Goonies it's a group of foul-mouth kids going after pirates and criminals hunting pirate treasure, and Monster Squad it's a group of foul-mouth kids going after you know the classic Universal monsters. So it's just really awesome, and you know it. And honestly, uh, um, a modern parallel to I think this genre, so to speak, would be like Super 8, a group of foul-mouth yeah. kids mm-hmm. making a movie, mm-hmm. come across an alien. Yep. You know, when I whole time watch them, we think, oh, it's just like the Goonies and the Monster Squad. And, and, by the way, Super 8's a great film. Go check it out. Yes, it is on
2: Netflix. So loud in the theater when I that's one I
0: wish I didn't see in the theater. I saw it later. I wish I would have seen it in the theater. I mean,
2: like hurt your ears, especially the train part. Oh, I bet the, the first half that was awesome.
0: I mean, it's awesome just alone with yeah. surround sound. I couldn't in a the theater. I bet it was just epic. That uh that wreck scene. You know the mon the monster no- like that metal yeah. noise. I bet yeah. that was pretty sweet.
2: I mean, Andrew, I have to cover her ears. Wow, like, it was that loud?
0: Awesome. But yeah, uh, like I said, I love this movie. It's just so much about it that's just so cool to me. Because uh, as a kid, I don't know if every kid's like this, because you, you didn't watch that many movies as a kid, but I always loved the horror genre a little bit more as a kid because I liked being scared as a kid. Like, oh, every Halloween, they'd always play Halloween two on USA and Rocky Horror Picture Show on VH1. That's not really a horror movie, so to speak, but you know, it was always about the horror genre. always sparked my imagination a bit more than, or the, in the sci-fi genre as well. So those, like, really lend themselves, I think, to this movie a little bit more than the Goonies, in a sense, as far as the, the plot uh, line.
2: the funny little line that the, the little sister says? Which Like, pansy ass. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh shoot. Oh, man. Because <laughs> we laughed <laughs> about how bad it was.
0: Mm. I just remember Rudy's, like, band-aid breath. Mm. Like, that's the that's definitely the worst line in the movie. <laughs> but uh, I forget what she says. Oh, man. We'll she cusses. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, sort of. Chicken shit. Oh, chicken shit. Chicken shit. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Stop being
1: so goddamn chicken shit. <laughs>
0: little girl, little baby girl, like, <laughs> holding Frankenstein's hand as all the kids run. I like how they, the total recognition, oh,
2: she's a virgin.
0: Like, <laughs> I, I'm like, I really hope so. <laughs> this kind six-year-old a wonder, girl's a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it, Jesse, by the way? No, I don't, no, Definitely okay. worth checking out, in my opinion. You, you, I think you would enjoy it. Uh, if I did, it was years ago. Mm-hmm. Not recently, for sure. But also, I say, Rudy's like the most... Unconventional bad, quote unquote bad boy. I mean, he wears penny loafers. He has his jeans rolled up to his calves, <laughs> and he rides like not even like a BMX bike. It's like a momma bike with a mm-hmm. rail on the back. But he he pulls up, lights that cigarette, and he's like the biggest badass in school. He's from the streets. <laughs> well these streets must be really nice because again, he's wearing penny loafers. He's
2: from the Creed song. He's in Golden Streets. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then, like, of course, he's the badass that makes They make him out to be the badass of the movie. He make, he's, in the, he's in the older one in junior high. So the kids are in, you know, grade school and he's making the steaks in shop class. And what kind of school allows their kids to make silver bullets in school? Yeah, and very quickly.
2: And oh, he, oh, did you see the, the, uh, well, I think we had kind of talked about this the, the Bunsen burner or whatever yeah. they were using? That's some high, like, that's some
0: high heat there. Yeah, that man, was, that thing has definitely to be like blue flame. <laughs> And then, and also, okay, the kid's making bullets in high school, in shop class, bullets. And then he he, he hides them in his pack of cigarettes, <laughs> like they'll never find them in here. The camera pans down as he's like making them and popping them out of the mold, and it, you see that he's hiding them in his cigarette pack, his pack of Marvel. It's ridiculous, but it's awesome. He's definitely innovative. But uh, yeah, that, and that scene was, of course, a part of the the thing that all great, you know, it's a great 80s movie when there's a montage, and this one had one. <laughs> They're making the business cards that say Monster Squad. They're putting out the signs. They're uh, reading the books. They're uh, making, making the bullets, making the stakes. It's just an awesome movie. <laughs> um, and honestly, watching it again, the, biggest, the only thing I don't like about it is that it kinda take, it's a short movie. It's only like 82 minutes, yeah. I believe. So it takes a while. You know, half of it's them leading up to the end, but then once it starts, it's just nonstop once they get to the house. So it does kind of build up a bit. And uh, getting on with the trivia, though, there's actually the studio actually cut the movie by 13 minutes because they wanted it to be under 90 minutes. So which hmm. I think I don't I don't know if the deleted scenes are on the blue or I haven't like looked through all the special features on it, but it seems to me that you know it could have been a little bit longer depending on where those scenes were. Uh, there was, however, a deleted scene that included, like I mentioned before, a member of Say by the Bell, which cast member of Say by the Bell do you think had a scene in this movie that was deleted? I, I didn't look okay yeah well you know
2: so Je- Jesse you try to guess. screech.
1: Bam. that's right
0: <laughs> Dustin Diamond had a small role that was cast I mean it was uh, actually cut he was supposed to be selling comics to the kids mm-hmm. and then that was it but they cut <laughs> it so that might actually be a deleted scene on TV. I have no clue I haven't checked them out yet shame on me but then also Liam Neeson was paid for a bit part that was never shot hmm. and he was also considered for the role of Dracula that would have been awesome that would have been cool I don't know who you are but if you give me back this amulet I won't kill you and your entire family that would be Liam Neeson the Monster Squad as Dracula. <laughs> he wouldn't leave a note. He wouldn't call the mom like Dracula did in the movie as Mr. Alucard and say, yeah, I know your son bought this. You bought this for your son at a garage sale. Don't ask me how I know this, but I would like to pay him for it. A lot of money. And then, of course, Sean walks in like, Alucard, hmm, wait a second. Spells out, you know, he gets it in two seconds. And like, oh, wait, Dracula wants to buy the book and that's the clue that leads him on this epic quest, which is fine by me. That's not ludicrous. That's awesome. Because it gets him all this road of like, the monsters are coming. I got Van Helsing's diary. We got to talk to the creepy old German guy to translate it and stop this monster outbreak. But you hate awesome. a psychic shark. That's ludicrous. <laughs> this, I have a better chance of finding Van Helsing, Abraham Van Helsing's diary at a garage sale in suburbia <laughs> than I do of a, a shark psychically tracking me as I travel around the globe and then hunting me down systematically. What if it's just
2: more than one shark?
0: You mean oh, so if, if they're talking
2: to each other, you'd be like, "Hey, no, no, what if there's that, just more than one?" shark? like the
0: Cinnabar sharks, "Hey, I just ate a surfer." Yeah, he no, was hey. doing Cinnabars. By the way, I saw that Trey Harris dude. Uh, he was in Florida. Thanks for the tip. Thanks for no, the just tip, wondering. bub. It could. It also
2: could have been transported like a uh, communication, like on Finding Nemo. <laughs> you know,
0: Finding Nemo wasn't a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> Those were animated fish. Just sharks say. are great in that movie. Fish are friends. So, no. you don't need to worry about sharks in that movie, <laughs> uh, except just occasionally they kind of like forget, but then they kind of remember. Oh yeah, don't eat this fish. They're when we friends. when
2: we do a podcast on some like really like flight in the navigator, and something comes up that's just really hard to believe that would happen. Oh my god! The-
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so- <laughs> total tan. Like I-, I was mowing the grass this week. That is a total. T- Listen- <laughs> no, hold on. This is it's relevant to the podcast, okay. not this one, last week. But I was mowing the grass listening to Jaws three. And I was like, "Oh, I have the f- perfect thing to say on the Jaws: The Revenge podcast," and I completely forgot it till just now. Well, go ahead. So I'm going to say it, okay? <laughs> just pretend you're listening to the Jaws 4 when when we're talking about Jaws 4, the Revenge, and I'll be talking like, oh, "How about I- God? This movie's so stupid. They really jumped the shark with this movie." But don't ah. But, I, but to make it real. But actually, I should have said nuke the fridge, since oh. today is the day that the Indiana uh-huh. Jones uh, Blu-ray set is released. Oh, really? nuking the fridge is the new jumping the shark. So I was going to say nuking the fridge. I'm like, oh, what does that mean? Oh, it's like jumping the shark. Okay. So I'm sorry, guys. I didn't throw that in last week when it was actually really relevant. But I just wanted to get it out there. Got to get it off your chest. I know. I would have bothered me for the rest of my life if I didn't say it right now. Mm. Go back to the Monster Squad. A good movie, unlike last week. <laughs> <But> <laughs> anyway, uh, the Wolfman's face, uh, the prosthetic, was actually modeled after Stan Winston's himself which if you kind of see a picture of them together, you can kind of see the, a little bit of resemblance there. And uh, like I said, it was cut for uh, 13 minutes. Uh, in two th- uh, the, the comic magazine Wizard, it was a price guide and just a general comic magazine, which is no longer in print. But in 2006, they had a list of the 100 greatest villains in film. And number 30 was Dracula. But the Dracula they chose was Duncan Rieger's Dracula for this movie. <laughs> nice. And it, this, his performance in this movie is considered by many film critics to be one of the best interpretations of the Dracula character, which I think you know, I mean, of course we, see, you, you know, you see Bram Stoker's Dracula. You see, to you know, the original Dracula. You've seen the many, you must seen the many Hammer films with Christopher Lee as Dracula and Dracula Three Thousand on the Sci Fi Channel. But I, I really like him in this movie. I think he's he's menacing. He's, well, I like seen him in the end where he's just walking, just yeah. wasting cops left and right, just like freaking Terminator. Nice shot
2: where the cop gets out of the car and runs towards him. No, and he's just, just like, like simple, like, bam.
0: He's he's. he's He's an awesome Dracula. I really, I truly agree with that statement. Like, this is an awesome Dracula. Would have been a good Batman when, like, pow, right on all the <laughs> cops, <come. laughs>
1: bam, boom, bam.
0: That's the Batman sound effects. But yeah, speaking of him uh, in the end scene, uh, shortly after the scene we were just talking about, as he's walking, wasting the cops, uh, where he picks up the the little girl, the little virgin, <laughs> uh, and then you know, he he uh, he has his he ends up when she screams, he opens his eyes and he has the red eyes and he has the fangs in. He's like. <laughs> And she's screaming. That was... Excuse me. It was actually done in one take. And he never wore the contacts or the fangs around her because she said it, was, it scared her. But he did for that scene to get the reaction from her. So the scene... When you watch that scene, that's all in one take. It's all the first and only take they did of that scene. And when she screams, she's really screaming because he had, every, he had the fangs in, he had the eyes in, and he just... And scared the crap out of that little girl. Uh, and the little girl <laughs> asked the director when she needed to scream. And, he, and Fred Decker goes, Oh, you'll know. You'll know when to scream. And then... Voila. <laughs> so, nice. uh, that's pretty much, that's, unfortunately, there's not a lot of trivia this movie because again, it really wasn't a huge box office success. It's like Big Trouble. It, over the course Russell. of, <laughs> let me finish, Daniel. Don't interrupt me. Don't interrupt me about, oh, I don't like Big Trouble in Little China. Please. Trey's gonna tie me down one day and make me watch it again. No, one day I'm gonna find <laughs> Kurt Russell. I'm gonna say, Kurt, you're my hero <laughs> and my friend hates Big Trouble in Little China. Could you call and threaten him as Jack Burton? you would be like, hey, Daniel, it's me, Jack Burton. you would be like, who? No, he's he like, was the
2: best part of that movie. I know. you would be like, oh, the oh Kurt only... Russell.
0: And he's like, I hear you okay, don't like my me. movie. you would be like, yeah, it's kind of bad. I'm like, well, well, Daniel, if you don't like... Because, again, it's Kurt Russell talking. If you don't like my movie, I'm not going to like you. And he'd be like, oh, I don't want Kurt Russell not to like me. I really love that movie. It's really good. I just tell him I like Breakdown. Or Overboard. Yeah. Or Escape from New York. Or Escape from L.A. I haven't watched it either. Or Death Proof. I haven't watched it. Stargate. <laughs> I watched <laughs> he's the only good part of that movie <laughs> I was when I was a kid and watched Stargate I was so disappointed because the first time I saw it was on VHS running it and it, the trailer makes it look so awesome the only good thing about that movie is Kurt Russell my opinion sorry tangent the best part is give my regards to King Tut asshole and he takes it, his heads off of the Okay, whatever uh uh-uh, uh brother I like to see H- Hogan like I can see Kurt Russell would have been a great wrestler if he was an actor. Yeah. I think he would—he'd have that swagger, and that I smack talk. You on that one. He'd be like—he'd oh, be like—you know—he'd be like Rick Rude. You know, like not like the biggest one, but yeah. you know, he'd have that attitude and that cockiness. He'd be a great wrestler if he didn't an actor. Oh, the road not taken. Oh, <laughs> if only. But anyway, uh, anything else about the Monster Squad, Daniel? I, I would like—I would like to see the Goonies. We mm-hmm. need to do that. Oh, we eventually. Are. Yeah.
2: Because uh, I want to compare it definitely mm-hmm. we'll definitely have that discussion uh, i've on, heard more on about that the episode. Goonies, definitely like, uh i didn't know much about monster squad when you first told me this is what we were gonna watch i didn't mm-hmm. know what it
0: was awesome i, I love mm-hmm. when you know that i think that's mm-hmm. what we get the best reaction from mm-hmm. like you know and that's what i like hearing somebody who literally knew nothing about it never seen it gets to watch it and then what you you know it's a true because then it's it's a true uninfluenced opinion because yeah. you literally just saw you know you have nothing to really compare Dated, to it's sort of yeah. like it reminds me when i I didn't know what Jurassic Park was when it came out. And I don't know if I said this on the podcast or not. So Jason, my friend Jason, was like, hey, dude, let's see this dinosaur movie, Jurassic Park. Okay. I had no clue what it was about. Obviously, I knew it had to have dinosaurs in it. I was blown away. It was like the best thing ever at the time. Still is a great movie. You know, but it's like kind of like what you said. You know, like no expectations. If a movie's good or like, you know, somewhat decent, you know, it really can make or break it in a sense. Make it a little more exciting and everything. But, uh... Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I love this movie to death. I think uh, the, all the adults in the movie are, are very well acted, and I think they're all really good. I think the weak part, there is a weak part of the film, it's just the kids are very, eh, they're you, not the best. They deliver their lines. Like, yeah. you can tell. Like, okay. but there's still some iconic quotes. Like, yeah. we heard, you know, Wolfman's got nards. I quoted that for months after I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime anybody kicked in the nards, I'd be like, or, I you know, I'd use nards. It became part of my vocabulary. I didn't say, oh, kick him in the balls, <laughs> kick him in the nards. Mm-hmm. And that movie, this movie made me think of nards. Or gave me that word in my vocabulary. <laughs> made me think
2: of nards all day long.
0: Well, after, you know, after this movie proved that Wolfman does have nards, I then began to wonder, does, uh, I mean, I, I assume Dracula does, and Frankenstein, I mean, did Dr. Frankenstein take the time to graft sex organs into his creature? It's a valid question. Of course he did. <laughs> I mean, uh, Why wouldn't he? He's probably like, yeah, Igor, come here. Yes, master. How do you necessarily uh, sew know? Sew this on there for me, and then put some pens on him. But master... No. Nah. Damage, Igor!
2: He was a dirty, dirty man. <laughs> that was probably the first thing that gave him the idea. He was like, man, this should go somewhere.
0: <laughs> well, then you just need to watch the <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show, because I would imagine that was the case in that movie. As Frankenfurter builds man. You have y'all seen that, have you? So you don't even have any clue to any reference I make about Rocky no. Horror? Okay. It's been a while. People out there will know what I'm talking about if you've seen that movie. But yeah, anything else about Monster Squad Daniel? No, oh, All right. But good. You did like it. You give it a score yeah. every week. I what would you give 6.5 6.5 six
2: yeah a nine nine half. Seven.
0: Okay. that's I, good I, I, I know I that's good on judge, your scale I, so. I know that's that's what you gave Batman I believe mm-hmm. a 6.5 so if you like that as much as you like Batman I'll an take F. that And it what is it is an F uh, well it's I mean it's still an F no one, I numerically. <laughs> we know we just gotta give you a little bit of <laughs> crap every now and then but yeah to me I mean this like I said I've expressed my love for this movie I remember when this movie came out on DVD I was so excited because I hadn't seen it in years since uh renting it from on VHS and everything, and when it came on DVD, I was so excited. I think it was the twentieth anniversary for of the movie, or might have been fifteenth, maybe, because I, I think the Blu Ray's twentieth anniversary. Uh, and I was so excited when I watched it for again on the day I got it on DVD. It was like it was it was still as good as when it was to me as a kid. Like it, I think it ages well. Yeah. I think it's you know it's sort of like I'll put it in the same again like the Goonies, but also like Back to the Future, which I know you haven't seen, which we're gonna get to but it's uh, mm-hmm. in a sense it's sort of timeless to me like I, even though it's dated by like the, some of the things in the mm-hmm. movie but uh, it's still like I can watch it anytime and, and just enjoy it and it's one of those movies too that makes me feel like a kid again when mm-hmm. I watch it you know I feel I remember the excitement of watching it as a child and how my imagination soared for lack of a better word of thinking oh this would be cool like if this happened what would I do would me and Jason be able to fend off these monsters somehow you know I mean as a kid you think of things like that especially when you're seven but uh, really awesome so Anyway, in Did the Did you real- have a score for it? Oh, oh, I didn't say it. I'm sorry. I would give it, like, uh, my score for this movie a nine, 9 on my scale. Like, I love this movie to death. It's awesome. It's right up there, again, to me with the Goonies, which we'll get to very soon after we get through our horror section and our extravaganza horror. 25th episode coming up in four short weeks after this podcast. But in the real world, the same day this movie debuted and unfortunately bombed at the box office, Aeropostle opened its first store in New York.
1: Hmm.
0: And then, uh, let me see, 11 days before this movie opened, on August 3rd, Def Leppard released Hysteria, which was the longest rock album ever released as an LP or a cassette. Def Leppard fan, Daniel? Okay. Not even pour some sugar on me? That
2: one's okay.
0: That one's okay. Okay. (laughs) Anything else? (laughs) Any other Def Leppard songs? Not really. Do you even know any other Def Leppard songs? Oh, what was...
2: it it would be one of those where I wouldn't know it until I heard it. Mm. I mean, I'm, not, I'm yeah, just curious, yeah, yeah. I'm not like
0: trying to put you on the spot, I'll just curious. Nah that, that but that I can n-
2: name no. yeah.
0: Two Steps Behind Love what, what, bites! What's
2: the one with the one arm drummer?
0: That's Def Leppard. Okay. Mm. And he actually you know, he lost his arm? By wearing a seatbelt. Shark. That <laughs> <laughs> would that's what I would tell everybody. Yeah. If absolutely. I lost my arm, like, oh dude, what happened? I don't wanna talk about it. <laughs> you know, I'd drag it out and then, oh come on, buy me a beer. <laughs> I'm dry. Give me a beer. The sea was angry that day. <laughs> it was dark. I couldn't see. Fish came out of the water. Tossed me up. Latched onto my arm. Blah, blah, blah. Jesse, you get the picture. Right.
2: Jesse is playing uh, Def Leppard's Hysteria. I know that song. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't have named it. Like, I couldn't say, oh yeah, that's Hysteria.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you probably. I know you probably recognize several songs yeah. by him, but I, mean, you, I think the song that most people remember him for is Pour Some Sugar On mm-hmm. Me. That's kind of a staple. Especially in like arenas and mm-hmm. almost any 80s movie or 80s, best of the 80s CD and everything. So, And then also on, I uh, don't have an exact date, but in August of 1987, the Street Fighter series, the original Street Fighter was released by Capcom. And which, as a matter of fact, today I got the 25th anniversary collection of it. So, uh-huh. which today being the 18th of September, which, so I guess I released, well, okay. Street Fighter was released in August, but they released the 25th anniversary in September. So you're talking about the original one? Yeah, the original. Wow. Street Fighter, the one that no one played. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was released right around the time of this movie, which I don't ever, I don't, I don't think I ever played. I've seen the original, but I don't think I've ever played it.
2: Hmm. Not, of I've course, never too? played any yeah. of
0: the Street Fighters really. Shame. Tim would be shaking his head right now. I was a Mortal Kombat guy. I mean, I was mm-hmm. too, but I mean. up until Mortal Kombat you had Street Fighter I mean everybody was playing Street Fighter 2 Street Fighter 2 Turbo and then bam Mortal Kombat comes out holy crap you know you can kill the other dude (laughs) you know I mean that was just the biggest thing wow looking at Street Fighter 1 footage looks very similar to 2 just cleaned up sprites
1: yeah that's
0: pretty bad (laughs) three frame animation They had the concept down but it was not delivered well yeah the execution was better Later, especially in Mortal Kombat, get it takes you okay. longer to count the points than it does Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, as a computer, and this thing is probably as big as the cabinet of this time mm-hmm. in history <laughs> to push those graphics. Well, nowadays we get it on our iPhone. So, mm-hmm. but uh, I do have the body count, as usual, which I should have done a little bit earlier. But would you care to guess who had the most killed, or would you care, would you care to guess the body count?
2: Godly. Um I'm trying to think of people are actually dying.
0: There are several in the beginning. Rudy takes out uh, the vampire bitches. And you got Dracula's Rampage. Oh, yeah. Eleven. Mm-hmm. Eight. Jesse, you're like psychic. What? Eleven on the dot. Oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Jesse. I just did a guess. And do you care to guess who had the most kills? Brody. Brody.
2: I mean, um... Rudy? <laughs>
0: Rudy. You're thinking of Jaws. It's Brody. I, he must really like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, Rudy does. You're correct. Rudy had four. Dracula had three. Confirmed kills. So, but again... I love this movie to death. Definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. It is the season now. We're in the Halloween season in my opinion, so definitely it's one that you could, uh, it's readily available for cheap on Blu-ray. I know I picked up my copy on Blu-ray at Walmart for 10 Uh Highly, highly recommended. Check it out. It's a great film. Uh It is, I was, for a PG movie, it was pretty graphic though with like, especially, I mean, you have a, a wolfman exploding. You have, you know, the wolfman killing an ambulance driver. You have uh, him getting shot repeatedly. You have the, uh, Merman getting his chest blown open by a shotgun. You have the vampire chicks getting impaled. Dracula getting a pizza with garlic on his face and melting his face. So it's pretty... uh, You know, parents, if you're watching it with your young kid, I mean, of course, in the 80s, that didn't matter because we could handle that stuff. But kids these days are so sensitive that this might seem a little too much for... or too intense for younger viewers. But it's definitely a great movie. Check it out. I give it a 9. Daniel gives it a Mm 6.5. Wow. So low. But Not again, on Daniel's scale, I to be know. fair. On my scale, that's considered crap. What's but... your highest rated movie so far? Willow. Willow. Which is what, a eight or nine? Nine, 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 nine. A 9.9? 9. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. But we are, like I mentioned before everybody, we are in the middle of our, well, oh, actually we're at the start, I should say, of our Halloween horror one, movie.
2: One movie of the Halloween horror movie thing Yes.
0: one get above a nine for me. Oh, Ooh, I know stay what tuned it is. For that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is our first one. We're going to have five horror movies coming up. Of course, this was a kind of a more horror comedy cult classic. The next one is a true, in my opinion, one of the truest horror movies ever made oh, The Legendary Shining with Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall by the legendary Stanley Kubrick, one of my favorite directors of our time. Which I have
2: never seen The Shining, so I'm looking forward to it. This is to going to be interesting. Mm.
0: Mm. Very in- have you seen it, Jesse? not in quite some time it's not on, unfortunately it's not on Netflix I do have the DVD it used to be yeah I have the DVD I, I did look it up and it wasn't <laughs> oh. uh, so it, unfortunately it was it? It was. I remember seeing it they had several yeah. Kubrick films on Netflix and then even some of his early stuff like Pass of Glory and Barry Lyndon but I didn't get a chance to rewatch any of those because they what, what did you off.
2: think I was going to think of this
0: I thought again like until because when we watched it I didn't realize you hadn't seen The Goonies until we talked and you said mm-hmm. oh I'm like, oh, dude you love it it's like The Goonies you're like I haven't seen The Goonies I was like oh <laughs> but I assume that you would like it okay. I assumed it would be you know six or above on your scale I know it wouldn't be big trouble in Little China bad as, as you dare you know, that's the first time I've ever used those two words in the same sentence or that movie <laughs> title with the word bad in the same sentence because of you my friend he's my special boy <laughs> <laughs> yeah but everybody uh, tune in next week for that again The Shining the classic but also um, don't forget we are part of the Awesome Podcast Network and you can contact us two ways one being Gmail at 80s revisited at gmail.com and also like us on Facebook, Awesome Podcast Network. And we're part of three different podcasts on the previously mentioned Awesome Podcast Network. One being Geekly Dose and with Tim Bridgewater and Stephen Nocentelli covering everything geek. Tune in once a week to get your dose. They're actually on their 25th episode, so I imagine there'll be some sort of epic extravaganza coming very soon for your ears. And the other one is Duo Attack,
2: which is with uh, Jesse Sigley and Justin Owens, and it's everything Hero Clicks related. and about a week ago, maybe a little a week and a half or so, uh, some new clicks came out, new pieces. So, what do you think of some of them after playing them?
1: Actually, I haven't played, I haven't played them yet. Them.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I think they're great. They definitely look great. Yeah, yeah. All right. So definitely check those out, guys. They're as good, if not better, than our very humble little podcast. But we do appreciate you listening, and again, tune in next week for definitely the scariest movie. We've ever done on the podcast. And until next week, I'm Trey Harris. I'm Daniel Sanangelo. Cowabunga! Am I am oh, yeah, just sitting.
1: Thank yeah. awesome podcast network's facebook at facebook.com slash awesome podcast network and follow us on twitter at awesome podcasts